everyone, and welcome back to the Talk of Fame podcast. I'm Kylie Montigny, and today joining us is Hazma at, at Islam. He is the host of the podcast of the podcast Oh My Curly Goodness, where he talks to people who are Gen Z about their stories and their experiences that shaped them into the person they are today. I have been listening to the, the podcast over the last couple of weeks, and it features so many p- amazing conversations on the podcast. And Bernard is he a fellow podcaster. It's always so fun to talk about with fellow podcasters. It's kind of, you know, switch it up, but also it has something to connect with having shows. But welcome to the podcast. We're so, super excited to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And uh, just one one suggestion. I know this is a common thing that I get, but it's uh, pronounced Hamza. Uh, you Hamza. said Hazma. I knew I was gonna get it wrong. Sorry it's, about that. Yeah, it's you're good. It's Hamza. Yeah, but yeah. Nevertheless, thank you so much for uh, having me on. Absolutely. So I know you often talk to your guests about their stories and experiences, but first of all, like, what is kind of like your story? Like, what I know you always are asking them, but especially like, what is kind of your story about uh, going into podcasting? Yeah, and it's it's funny because I just wrapped up an episode where I talk about my story, but uh, for my podcast. But to start off, so yeah, my name is Hams Islam. I am a student at the Ohio State University, go Bucks. And I I would say my interest for storytelling, because that's what my podcast is is about, uh, goes back to when I was little. And one of my favorite soccer teams is Columbus Crew, as someone who grew up in Columbus, Ohio. And when me and my dad had season tickets, one of the things we got to do was meet with some of your favorite soccer players or some of my favorite soccer players. And it was interesting because when I saw some some of these soccer players representing the city of Columbus, I often forgot that they were human beings because when you're athletes or like an actor, actress, whatever that may be, you're kind of like, you're basically entertainers. And because you are admired a lot, it's kind of, it's easy to forget that at the end of the day, they're human beings. Mm -hmm. And so when I was little, I was always interested in knowing what it's like to be another person. I used to ask this weird question, like, can famous people, quote unquote, go to the grocery store or are they going to be surrounded by paparazzis? So uh, it was just something, I I think it goes back to just my, my, uh, my passion for my favorite soccer team and just seeing what, uh, like what it's like to be them. And then that interest then went to uh, like other incredible people and then also to like my friends. And then I wanted to create a podcast where I spoke to people about challenges and obstacles. And I thought, why not bring people who have done incredible things to share their story? And it's been a fun journey, but um, yeah, definitely a a lot of uh, research goes into the people that I interview. Yeah, and back what you first said earlier about how I stay coming from Pennsylvania and me and my family are Penn State fans, as many of you know, like I hate Ohio State. Don't like don't hate, people don't hate me, but I hate Ohio State coming from a Penn State fan. But of course, like I honestly thought the same exact thing about Slurry. So we sometimes because I'm a person that loves entertainment and everything that involves it, like acting, singing, like I love everything. And sometimes I'll forget also that there are are they human beings like us or are they just you know people with tons of fame that everyone knows them like sometimes I'll get wrapped up and sometimes I'll be like oh they're famous so they're not like us like they sometimes can't go to the grocery store without getting people going up to them so they probably have to have some people go for them 
And that's something I honestly struggle with this day and realize that, like, oh, is this person a human being? But sometimes, but it's really just, they are actually human beings, I guess. But it's like, you know, they have much more fame than most of us have in, in one person. But um, I know as a podcast host, like, you often, like, circle around on different podcasts and stuff. But do you have any favorite podcasts that you listen to? Uh, that's a great question because I usually, some of the podcasts I listen to include The Diary of a CEO, uh, On Purpose with Jay Shetty, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend for like comedic purposes. And then um, this is technically a podcast, but it's a show, but it's something that I, sometimes I like to study, like see like how they ask, how the host asks certain questions, but it's called Hot, is it, is it it's either Hot Wings or Hot Ones, where the host interviews like a celebrity or someone and they he asks questions while eating chicken wings but the thing about the thing about his um his questions is that he does a lot of research on the on the people that he or he's going to be interviewing so he doesn't ask those basic questions it's more those thought provoking like oh i actually got to think about this so i think the podcast that i listen to those that i mentioned and then the the the, sh the show uh goes back to seeing like how the, I, I named them not because of the conversations they have, but more so because of how they present their podcast and what they hope people can, listeners can gain from their conversations. And so I always look for these podcasts to see like how to have conversations with guests and then what kind of questions I should ask, ask each guest because when it does come to like vulnerability and authenticity, I want it to be like a thought provoking thing as opposed to like, let me get this question answered in like within two seconds. So yeah, that's I guess those podcasts and then maybe that show come to mind. Mm -hmm. I'm literally zing exact way. Like it's a hot wing show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh no, I forget. I think his name is Sean Evans. Mm -hmm. I, I could be mistaken, but um yeah, it's it's an interesting show because like each question, like the, uh, the more questions they go into, he puts like more hot sauce. On the chicken wing so it's like after each question like this the, the wing gets a bit spicier because of the sauce so it's interesting but i also like the the way the host asks different asked um the guests different questions mm, that's very interesting i have to check it out because i know that jimmy fallon has or jimmy kimmel one of them has this show like that like hot like hot wings where they do celebrities and give them hot wings it's like a little segment so i thought it was that one but that seems so interesting i have to check it out but like recently, I know doing interviews twenty four seven. It really is like a learning experience outside of school. Because I feel like with podcasting, you learn so much from actual school. With in terms of real life stuff, I don't know why, but it's such a major factor in learning. But like, did you um have any like learn anything from your podcast recently? Like any learning experiences? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a really interesting. Yeah, I um. I actually, it, it's funny looking back at old podcast videos and just kind of cringing in a sense, but <laughs> I would say, I would say one of the things I didn't really understand was I thought podcasting used to be just asking really good questions. And I know when I see, when I saw your podcast, because a couple of the people I've, I, I've interviewed have been on your show, hmm. um, questions and like the way, obviously the host asking the, asking different questions, having different types of conversations, that's really important. But also, I didn't understand the importance of having a microphone, 
having a good quality camera because my podcast, um, it's on Spotify, but it's also like a video podcast. So you can not only listen to it, but also watch it. So it's like, okay, I got to make sure I look as professional as possible. So I think that's been a learning curve just because I didn't realize how much they were important. Cause I thought, again, it was just, let's ask really good questions. So now I have a microphone and I have a camera and I hope I sound like, I hope to like sound really good after each inter- or during each conversation. Um, I think the other thing is timing as well, because I'm also, I'm a college student. And so right now I'm going through uh, a bit, a couple of final exams. And so maybe not now, but definitely like throughout the semester, this past semester, trying to figure out when to schedule an interview, when to research, when to do research for a guest while balancing your academics. I think that also plays a challenge as well. So trying to balance everything is a challenge. And um, also just the fact that you got to have the best equipment. When I say best equipment, I don't mean like the $500 microphone, but like best equipment in terms of like, this is what you need to make sure that people want to hear your voice and like you present yourself as professional as possible. Mm-hmm. Like that is honestly the struggles I have faced like for all these last two years because when I look back on those videos from like the beginning of the podcast two years ago, I always like cringe as well. I'm like, why is my quality like that? Like I always like I wasn't as serious about this as I am now. But when I look back, I'm like, oh, that's horrible. I don't know why I got so many views on this video. It's so bad. And I didn't even have a microphone either. I had nothing. I just had a computer and a camera that was not the best. It was a school camera and it wasn't a good quality. And it was just a whole different story. And it was so awful. But now I know that at least two years later, I know it's used. Because of course, when you do a video podcast, I know sometimes like if you don't, if you just do kind of audio podcast, sometimes you're like, oh, they won't see me. I can look miserable. I can wear sweatshirts and like a hoodie like sometimes I even do that every single day I just wear like a hoodie or whatever I want because I'm just supposed to be like changing but it's like with being presentable if you have like a video podcast like this one is it's always like you look at yourself and you're like past episodes I'm like oh I looked like I just got out of bed even though I didn't like it's like being presentable is always like a big factor in what podcast is about but of course if you have like bad quality or you look a mass trooper like what is she doing like what is she doing in this platform but like what are some like your favorite like episodes that you got to film on my curly goodness podcast yeah that's that's an interesting one because I remember when I saw this on your question sheet and I had to think about it because in one way or another what I like to do after each episode is take notes and just think about what I learned from each episode but if I had to choose a a, I guess like a favorite episode it's difficult because I I mean I think in one way or another every episode brought something different yeah um uh I'd say my favorite one that I've released oh that's a tough one um I th- okay. no, it's like choosing I'm say- it's, it's like choosing <laughs> okay yeah I totally get that <laughs> I would say, so I'll probably say this because I'm a big soccer fan. So I interviewed someone by the name of Brianna Pinto. She is a professional soccer player for North Carolina Courage, which is in the Women's Soccer League. 
And I'd say that was probably, I, th I think that's an interview that comes out uh, or that I think of because it was cool to connect with, it was cool to talk to a soccer player, but as someone who's like really big into like, not just Columbus crew, but like US men's national team, uh, she was one of the few people that got to speak in front of FIFA, which is like the governing body for soccer. And um, this was back in 2018, but she was one of the few people to um, help convince FIFA to bring the World Cup to United States, Canada, and Mexico in 2026. So being able to connect, be, being able to talk to someone who did something incredible for the sport and particularly for North America was pretty cool. So I would say probably that comes to mind, but um, I will also say like, if there are any guests listening, all of you guys have been my favorite. It's not like one kind of sticks to, like, it's not like that's my favorite one. I think all of them is, I, I enjoyed every episode. So it's kind of hard to choose, but I feel like just because I'm a soccer fan, that's where I'll go with it. Yeah, that's a good answer. Like, it's like, with me having so many guests, it's hard to choose one specifically. I always have to choose at least like five of them. There's literally so many. Like, if, like, if it was like baseball or sports related, I'm like, this person I'm a big I come from a, a sports family so I always had to like favorite sports people if it's the baseball or something because I'm of course we're growing up in baseball field you always had to choose baseball over everything and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure if it was for you for soccer as well I'm I'm actually super jealous you got to interview her I mean, she sounds really incredible <laughs> but, like who is kind of like your dream guest to have on a podcast like is there anyone that you want to have on or you've been trying to get on because I know for me it's really a whole list of people oh should I keep should I keep this a secret I'm kidding it's it's funny because like I I spoke with I spoke about this with a friend of mine and it's like one of the things that I don't like one of the reasons why I sometimes struggle with this question is I feel like if I say my favorite guest or like favorite like the people I'd like to interview, I feel like people might think of my guests as bait in some way. So it's like, yeah. oh, I'm interviewing this person only to hopefully get this person. Yeah. So sometimes I like, sometimes I struggle with that question, but at the same time, I feel like uh, it's, it's okay to, I guess it's, I think, and maybe you probably know this better because I know you've done podcasting for a while, mm -hmm. but um I don't think it's, I, I, I interviewed Seika Brown. She's a mental health activist. Oh, yeah. And one of the things we talked about, cause she was recognized by Selena Gomez for her work in mental health, but it's like, it's one thing to like being recognized by someone as famous as Selena Gomez mm -hmm. is almost like the icing in the cake in the sense of like her goal was to have conversations about mental health, not to be recognized by someone famous. So it's like focus on the cake, not the icing or the cherry on top. So like, I will, I just kind of like, when I look at that question, it's more like, I just want to be able to talk to people and I don't care if they're local, national or global. So I know it's kind of a long answer, but that's kind of like my philosophy about like the, that question. But if I do want to, and I'm only saying it because of the impact they have made, I would say this goes back to, I'll, I'll pick a guy and a girl, but for Guy, I would say he's a professional soccer player. His name is Marcus Rashford. Mm -hmm. He plays for Manchester United in England. But it's not just because uh, of what he does on the field, but he's also very vocal about giving back to his community, helping mm -hmm. people in uh, marginalized communities in England. He's He plays for England internationally. So I think he would be a great person to talk to just because, again, it goes back to 
the fact that like when we see athletes as or entertainers we forget that they're human so it's like this is yeah. kind of a human moment to give back so i think that's a so as a guy i'd say this i'd say marcus rashford and then as a girl i would say i'm also i don't i'm not a big marvel fan maybe like medium i guess yeah but um Crap, what was, I just forgot. Oh, yeah. So I would love to interview Iman Vellani, who mm. stars as Miss Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, because I'm South Asian. And so seeing a South Asian character uh, on the big screen is pretty cool. I know she's a she's a girl, but at the end of the day, there's still things that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's very South Asian like. So I'd say Iman Vellani for a girl and then for a guy, Marcus Rashford. I know that was a long answer, but like it's it's, it's a complicated one. Yeah, it's always like for me, it's always very complicated because it's always changing every week. Like for me, it's like one day it's like Gina Davis, or next day it's Hugh Jackman, or someday it's uh Justin Turner. Like it always changes because there's such a big list. But with having a guest, like I like I know what you said earlier with choosing rather in the moment than rather trying to push yourself to get this guest on. I'm literally like, it always depends on a day for me because one day I'm always pushing for a guest and next day I'm just like, just living a journey. If they if they listen and want to come on, they're more welcome. But sometimes I'm just like, if I don't get this person on while I'm doing this podcast, I'm literally going to quit. Like, this is all, like, I'm hoping. <laughs> He's like, as, yeah. so sometimes like, some people are like, if I get this guest on and whenever I'm doing this podcast, I'm literally never going to do podcasts again because this is all I've been looking for. Like, I know so many people that are like that, but sometimes I have that attitude. I'm like, uh, that's kind of been over with for the last two years. But why do you think um, was, when your podcast aims is really sharing people's experiences and stories? I know it was Sika Brown. I interviewed her on this Instagram series I did like last year. And with her, she's really doing amazing work. But like with sharing people's experiences, specifically in Gen Z on your podcast, like why do you think sharing our experiences and stories is important, especially nowadays in 2023? Yeah, so I will say why it's important is this is a very common term in, in mental health, but it's a it's a really important or not term, it's a phrase. It's a really important phrase in mental health, which is you're not alone. And when you hear people's stories, Sometimes when you're going through a difficult challenge, whether that's failing an exam or going through a difficult period of time in your life, it can feel like you're the only one going through something. But at the end of the day, when you're able to like, when you're able to listen to people who have done things, especially our age, it gives you the sense of hope that, okay, I may not go through with, I may not, I may not relate to what this person went through or is going through currently like not maybe 100% of the time but I can relate to them in some other way and so when I when I bring people to share about their stories I want to challenge them to, I want to challenge them and and um, talking about the, the challenges that they went through is because a lot of people of course we'd love to have, be, have success in whatever we want to pursue but also at the same time we experience more challenges rejections setbacks obstacles than successes so by being able to talk about our story in a, in a in a way where we were able to reflect on our life we give people hope in knowing that we're able to overcome different challenges even if we haven't read if, even if we don't relate to the challenges that way that that they went through um so it's just that sense of hope that you're not alone that yeah you might be going through a difficult period or challenge 
but at the same time you are you're you're gonna you still as long you're not alone you, you you there are people out there that have experienced some something that you've experienced one way or another and they were able to do incredible things so it's like the sense of you know what i i may be going through this but I know that I'm able to overcome this because these people have overcome this. Mm -hmm. And that's really the mission that like everyone should live. So of course, with being a podcast host, it can really come with a many struggles and obstacles in this industry. Like every other job has its struggles. So what you said earlier, like you face more struggles and success. And that's something I'm honestly trying to figure out to this day is how I can push through rather get more success and struggles. But like what coming with that, um, like where you're talking about struggles, like how do you deal with biggest like your struggles and obstacles as a podcast host? Because of course with everybody it's very different. Like I'm still trying to figure it out to this day, to be quite honest with you. But what are some of the like, how do you handle all that, like, as a podcast host? I think the biggest way to deal with challenges and obstacles is, I think the first thing that comes to mind is not beat yourself, beat yourself up more than you need to. I think as podcast hosts, we do have a pressure in trying to have, like, the best episode we can have or best yeah. experience for each guest. But even though we're, we can be critical on ourselves, and we can always do that. It's always, there's always room to grow. Um, don't beat yourself up too much to the point where you consider quitting, because if you love podcasting, you should continue to pursue or you should continue to produce more episodes. Um, don't try to beat yourself over just a bad episode, because at the end of the day, while as we continue on with our journey, we're always going to have a bad recording experience. And mm -hmm. I'm not talking about like a bad guest, but like a bad host where you're like, oh, I, I could have done this. Oh, I could have done that. Um, so it's always great to like first importantly first thing to note is that not everyone is perfect and don't beat yourself too much because podcasting is a journey and you know growth is not linear it's it's going to be an up and down up and down thing uh, as you continue on so I think number one just remembering that don't be sure don't beat yourself up too much it's a process and um, just embrace it I think the second most important thing is connect with other podcasters because the way they view success and failure is different from how people who are not connected to podcasts in one way or another, they, they, they see success and failure differently. So mm -hmm. for example, when I, I've connected with a couple of podcasters in the past and one of the things they will tell me is, and this is something I think can help people like your listeners in terms of like what advice would I give to those who want to start a podcast is, focus more on it goes back to like the cake analogy but focus more on the cake not the icing or the cherry on top because people will say well your podcast is good because you brought these people on or people will say you bring your guests your success is based on how many views you have you're averaging mm -hmm. but the people that i've learned from will tell me focus on creating the best content possible so what i would say is because this is a challenge i'm still going through which is ignore your numbers, ignore your analytics, ignore anything that gives you like, gives you this weird feeling of, is my podcast good? Because your podcast is going to be focused more so on the content and the stories you're sharing, as opposed to all the stuff that's kind of like out of your control in one way. So I would say the two main things would be don't beat yourself up too much, which that's something I tried to remind myself because I will have bad interviews, yeah. but like as a host, 
But the second thing is um, connect with fellow podcasters, especially if they share the same values that you do, because they're going to help you realize that your success is not like the success that you really want to have, that the success that you want to have is not what, wait, how do I word this? You, you want success, but success is not how other people usually treat success. Like it's not about viewership or numbers. It's more about creating content and creating the best possible content that you can. Yeah, like I like the literally, you literally said better than I ever could because as a podcast host, there are many interviews where I'm like, I just don't want to publish it because it's this bad. Like, I'm sure you have plenty of those moments as well. You're like, I love this person and they brought so many insights, but the way I handle this and the way they kind of explain things is I don't think it will be right for my viewers to listen to this. And sometimes I probably did that at my end. And I'm just like, if I publish this, I'm probably going to never do podcasting again. <laughs> but but like with having a podcast and connecting with other podcasters, it really does help you grow as a podcast so of course me people have been maybe doing it longer than you like everyone has their different experiences in interviewing and sometimes people just do it on their own like not podcasts really interviews people so really every podcast has different ways on how they want to approach their own and with having a podcast host like for me personally I'm always doubting myself and how many views and analytics um the podcast is getting and it really I'm sure it's for you as well but it's like why am I doing this and I'm not getting this many views as this person and I've been doing it longer than that like I've always doubt myself I'm sure for, uh, maybe it's for you as well that I'm like well is it me because I feel like I'm a better sometimes I'm like well I'm a better interviewer than then why they get more views and like it's always that self-doubt talking but do you like do you often do with that like all that self-doubt that you're like why this person gave many views but why am not am I why am I why am I knocking as many views as them and everything do you ever really feel that way oftentimes yeah I'd say when I first when I first started the podcast I felt like every day I was checking the number of views like okay how many people are listening to this and I realized it wasn't really good for my mental health to just try and chase something that I know is going to take some time. So when I first started, I would say, yeah, of course, like every episode, check how many numbers. Nowadays, it's more like I kind of understand that it's going to be a process. And that may have come from, again, going back to the idea of connecting with fellow other podcasters, because they've, they've had a lot of success, but those success came with time. So um, as soon as I accepted that in my mindset, I realized, I should not care about the numbers at this time. Maybe some other time, but right now there are let's focus on things that I can that I can definitely work on to maybe help gain one more listener. So yeah, I'd say not anymore. Sometimes I'll still check, but when I see the number, it's more of like, okay, I guess I have more work to do, as opposed to like the idea of this is the end of the world. So that's yeah. kind of how I see it nowadays. Yeah, like, I don't know why, but it always depends on, like, the, on the day for me. Like, some days I'm just like, oh, I don't want to check it. I'm too busy for that. I mean, other things to focus on than analytics. But then one day I'm just like, 
whoa, what am I doing wrong for not getting as many listens as I thought, even though this person's a really good guest and has a lot of work they do and why is it like not turning out the way I like, hope to be. But it's always like, I know this is like a very cliche saying but I feel like everything does come for a reason like I know with everyone they're like oh I'm doing this this and this but it's not working but also a way that you do your podcast and the way you do things is also a huge way in what you do because of course with everything just always changes you can make to make this a success because everything you have to work hard for it even though sometimes I'm just like oh I'm too lazy to do this like I'm always doing this um but it really does come in with tons of work and I know with me I'm just like always pushing myself to get as many videos as possible in these episodes even though it's really something I shouldn't do because always you know if people like it they can listen if they don't they don't have to but I know with like your podcast like you often feature Gen Z voices, which is awesome. Because I know with a lot of Gen Z, they really need to get their voices out there on different topics. But why did you kind of decide to feature Gen Z voices instead of like kind of featuring all of these people around the world that that's specifically Gen Z? Yeah. So one of the things I want to do before I answer your question, one of the things I do want to do is definitely bring in more people from different generations, because I know the podcast that I listen to, they do that as well. Mm -hmm. But why I thought of Gen Z was, I think for, it's something that I wish my 16, 17 year old had, which is back in high school, this is a little bit more about me, but back in high school, I was, I had friends, but I didn't have that many close friends. Mm -hmm. And we'd never, we didn't get to really like hang out either. That's just because of scheduling, or maybe because I just didn't fit into their friend group. And it's still something I struggle with today. Like at college, I usually eat and study by myself, which used to be painful, but I kind of am okay with it in a sense. Although sometimes I do wish to have that friend to hang out every once in a while. So when it comes to Gen Z and talking to people of my generation, I kind of use my podcast as a way to get, I guess, in in a way, hang out with people. So mm-hmm. it's like, a, it's, a, it's a bit personal. But the other thing I, I, the other reason why I chose Gen Z is because I want to focus on those vulnerable, authentic stories. And I know different generations above Gen Z, they're capable of doing that. But a lot of the podcasts that I've listened to when they featured Gen Z, Gen Zers, is more about the work that they do and the things that they've accomplished, as opposed to the challenges and obstacles and experiences they have faced. And so when I thought about this podcast, I was like, okay, people love talking about that. But let's focus on instead of like, older generations i hope that doesn't come off offensive but focusing more on gen zers because at the end of the day it goes back to the idea that we are all humans and i know that there could be an argument that well older generations have experienced more than this generation and that's it's it's true but also at the same time gen zers can still experience pain rejection obstacles the same way that anyone else can so i really wanted to be able to challenge myself and trying to get my guests to be as authentic and honest as possible talking about those that the human experience as opposed to always talking about the work that a person does or about like all the cool things that a person gets to do because that's not something that's relatable to a lot of people but rejection and the things that like where you're like oh this was a bad day or bad experience that's something a lot of people in one way or another can relate to 
It really is. Like, that's honestly something I can relate to because, of course, everyone has different experiences. But with Gen Z, like, with having voices tell, one of the reasons I started this podcast is, of course, connect with people, but also meet new people that I would have met ever in my life. Like, I know with you as well, like, I am the type of person that always is looking for this type of friend group. I'm always, like, looking, okay, where do I belong in this friend group? Or who should I be close to? Who should I not? Like, I'm always person that's always aware of who I should be around with or how to connect with people but I know with podcasts it really is a great way to connect and meet new people that you would never meet and also get together with them if you're in their area because of course with having a podcast you meet people internationally and so when I mean you connect those people in the area like Florida or something you can connect those those people if you're still in touch like when I went to Florida Two months ago, I connected with one uh, guest I interviewed that when I was in the area. So it really is a great way to really just meet people and also hang out with them if you're in the area. And also, you know, making a difference in these people's lives and really just bringing their story to life. Because who knows, they might not have the chance to do it again and people might not ask those questions again. For sure. And... Um, it was funny because um, I, like I said, I struggle with like joining friend groups. Sometimes I feel like I, it's so weird because like my little brother, he's uh, 13, no, he's 14, excuse me, but he talks to his friends every day. And I sometimes worry about like, I'm, I feel like I'm one text message away from losing a friend in the sense of like, I might reach out to them at a bad time and then regret it later on. So I feel like it's weird because I mean, like I said, I'm a student at Ohio State, but I usually like you'll usually see me eating by myself, studying by myself. One time I went to the movie theater by myself and I told a friend of mine I did that. And he was like, why? That's such a weird thing. But I honestly didn't mind it. So mm-hmm. I feel like in a way, yeah, I'm kind of weird for being like being able to do things that usually require multiple people, but I don't mind it. However, it doesn't hurt to at least have someone every once in a while to interact with. And so I think that's what podcasting has done for me. And that's why I I continue to do it. Even though like we talked about when it comes to like viewership and analytics, even if that might not go your way, just the fact that you're able to meet with someone every single day or not every single day, but like meet with people from all over the world who are doing incredible things. um, I think that's a great feeling to have. So it's not to say that there was my new friends, but it's like, you know, if they're busy, if these people are busy, that's fine. I got this person in a way. Yeah, like you're right on that. Because as long as you're like meeting these people, and they might not be friends for life, but they're also connections you can reach out to for different projects that you're planning on. But with having, Absolutely. like, of course, when you said you went to the movies by yourself and everything, like it really does, you know, taking a time for yourself when you have those situations always good because of course you probably sometimes people would be like oh I don't want to do this but I'm like oh y'all want to do this but with friends and stuff but sometimes I know with some people they want to do it just alone not with everybody else and oftentimes I get that way I'm like oh like I kind of want to do this alone like but thank you for offering like like those seven attitudes and of course nothing's wrong with doing things alone like of course it'll be it's always great to have friends and to do these things like, like studying going out to eat going to the movies but it's always good to really be like oh I want to see this movie maybe if no one's available I can go sleep by myself like having those moments 
And it's always good for like your mental well-being rather than having to do what everyone like wants you to do in that moment. Yeah, and also I feel like it's 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 in a way a superpower in the sense that nowadays, whenever I see a group of friends, whether I know or don't know directly, I'm actually not anxious as much as I used to be. Because for a while I used to be like, they're having a group of friends, where are my group of friends? But nowadays it's more like, okay, you got your thing, that's cool, I'm perfectly fine by myself. And it's not to say like, again, it's not like I've, it's not like I always want to do things by myself. There are moments where I'm like, I actually would like to have other people with me. But at the same time, I would say it's really important to like hang out with yourself, which is such a weird thing. But I, I feel like it's a valuable thing as well, which is that um, it gives you that superpower in the sense that you don't always need to be dependent on other people for your happiness. You can also depend on your per yourself to just make you happy and whatever that may be. Yes, you're exactly right. And I think that's a perfect way to end this episode. Like, I loved, absolutely love filming this conversation. It was an honor to have you on. I hope everyone um enjoyed listening to this episode. Make sure to go check him out on his podcast. And by the way, like before I forget, like where can people like like find you on social media and stuff that I connect with you? Yeah, so you can find me uh, on Instagram at HamzaIslam underscore 2002. Um, if anyone's interested in learning about more, learning more about the podcast, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at the OMCG podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're also on YouTube as well. So these are some these are a few places where you can find me and the podcast on social media. Perfect. Make sure everyone to go check this podcast out. I 100% recommend checking out his podcast. His podcast is super inspiring. And if you want to have like connect with more Gen Z like people, that, that podcast is for you. So thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate you taking the time and I hope you have a good rest of your day, everyone. And thank you again.